The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Apple earnings today in the spotlight, its complicated relationship with China, why what was once Apple's strength has become a liability. It's Thursday, November 2nd. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. Hello, Mark Gilbert. I'm Deirdre Bosa. Hello, and I'm Mark Gilbert. Hi, Dee. Apple earnings come out today in focus, of course, will be iPhone sales, services revenue, the forecast for the holiday quarter, and... This quarter, in particular, D, we are focusing on China. Yeah, because it was almost a year ago that the protests sort of broke out in Foxconn and raised all of these questions about Apple's relationship with China, which is very, very important. It's where it has built a supply chain that allowed it to become the hardware giant today. A lot of that work has happened under Tim Cook's run of the company. And it's also, there's another side to this. It's not important just for supply, but the other (laughs) big bucket, demand. It's where millions of Chinese customers buy Apple products. Um, So last year in focus was the supply side of this, as I said, with the Foxconn protests. And that led to some very urgent calls from Wall Street for Apple to diversify its supply chain. Right. And and this dependence on China, which was once a strength where where Apple built so much of its, um, you know, so many of its products, investors are now asking for diversification. Management is talking about diversification, you know, using India as just one example. Right. But it's been a slog and it's going to be slow. And, you know, it's not easy to do because we talked about this in our in-depth weekly piece, but it's important also for the U.S. consumer. We don't see it, but there would be no Apple without China. And since those protests at Foxconn a year ago, the challenges have only intensified. You have rising geopolitical um, tensions between the US and China. You have the chip export ban, just this tit for tat. Um, And, you know, like we said, diversification has been slow. And here's what we wanted to look at today. Is it going the other way? Instead of diversifying, is Apple actually putting more reliance on another Chinese company that our audience probably hasn't heard of. It's called Luxshare Precision. And the Wall Street Journal about a week ago did a really great in-depth look at this company and Apple's growing partnership with it. Right. And it's listed on the the Shenzhen Exchange. It's publicly traded. It's a Chinese company. And Luxshare now uh, plays a part in manufacturing AirPods, the Apple Watch, the latest iPhone, the iPhone 15. It's also, interestingly, the assembler of Apple's mixed reality headset, which is due out next year. Um, And it's clearly a a growing partner for Apple. Right. And the fact that it's making iPhone 15s and it's going to potentially be the assembler of the mixed reality headset, that means that this is where Apple is placing its future supply chain. Right. These are important. These are important products and important investment areas and sort of the cutting edge of of where Apple is. Uh, Actually, on a recent Tim Cook recently went to China. He visited a Luxshare factory in Shanghai. And if you need another signal of how important it is, even posting a video to Chinese social media, praising the company, thanking its CEO, Luxshare CEO for the for the partnership with Apple. Yeah. 
and her name is Grace Wong. And the reason this is so important for you know a CNBC audience or a business community is that it's just an indication that breaking up with China is very, very difficult to do, never mind all of the commentary we hear about diversification. So even if Apple is trying to move away from Foxconn, it may need to rely more on another Chinese company. And there's a key distinction here. You got it earlier, Gilbert. Foxconn has had it headquartered in Taiwan. It has its own government. Luxshare is fully Chinese. It's based in Shenzhen. It's listed in Shenzhen. It's subject to Chinese audits, whereas Foxconn is listed in Taiwan and Hong Kong. Um, and I mentioned its CEO, Grace Wong, and this is what the journal reported. She holds a political post as a member of a Chinese national advisory body, which isn't uncommon for a Chinese CEO, but this is an important distinction. Chinese CEOs usually have some affiliation to the Communist Party because it's difficult to separate the two. And we run into problems like this in the past, like with Jack Ma, even right. though he tried yeah. to distance himself from the Chinese government, it didn't work out that well. So in contrast, Foxconn CEO Terry Goh, and we've talked about this before too, he has found himself in the opposite situation, political hot water, right? He is making a bid for the Taiwan presidency. And he recently made bold comments in defiance of Beijing, claiming that the communist government wouldn't dare touch Foxconn because of its global customers. And that is not a comment <laughs> the Communist yeah, that's, Party that's taken lightly yeah by the Chinese government I mean I, yeah I think it's it's just sort of clear to to point out here uh uh luck share fully Chinese Foxconn uh Taiwanese and so clearly you've got you've got uh you've got Apple uh at once trying to diversify away from China and at the same time needing to sort of edit and massage around the edges around you know who its partners are within China and instead of diversifying further outside of China, it's actually diversifying further inside of China, right? Going from Taiwan to the proper mainland. And, you know, for context, Apple's relationship with Terry Go and Foxconn goes back decades. Foxconn was the company right, that created iPhone City. Yeah iPad city. And it shows you too that this vertical integration that Wall Street loves about Apple, right? Indicative of its its M-series chips and control over its supply chain. It's looser than you might think, right? Terry Go goes out and makes some wild comments to egg Beijing on. And all of a sudden, there's a ton more scrutiny on Foxconn. And it's still such a key Apple supplier. Right. I think it's worth mentioning that he made those comments. The, you know, the Chinese government wouldn't dare touch Foxconn. And then, uh, you know, pretty immediately after the Chinese government announced an investigation into Foxconn. Um, so, you know, these things happen. So there's, and, and there's tons of open questions, but funny enough, it's actually not supply chain that's in focus this quarter. Like it was last year at this time when those protests broke out. It's demand that investors are going to be focused on when the company reports after the bell today. Um, Huawei smartphones, right? They have just been on the rise and they were essentially left for dead a few years ago, thanks to US sanctions. If you remember, it was during the Trump administration. They put these sanctions in place. And at the time, Huawei operated on the Android operating system. They couldn't get any updates. So it basically went away for a few years and worked on its own operating system. I think it's called Harmony. And now that operating system is ready for prime time and Chinese consumers by all indications, seem to love it. I mean, it's become a sellout success, the Mate 60 Pro. 
Right. And that's the flip side of this coin, right? Is that there is the both supply side of the question and the demand side of the question. And Apple needs them to work together. I mean, as does the, the Chinese government needs a, needs them to both work together, right? You have the supply chain part, which deals with you know the employment that it brings to the country, the economic growth, the GDP it brings to China. You, know, the, you talk about Foxconn City, it employs millions of people. That all helps Apple keep a foothold in the country. You saw it with with Tesla and Elon Musk as well, right? Elon Musk goes to China. He praises his Shanghai Gigafactory. It's all about building that Chinese supply chain, but it's also about creating demand for Teslas and and, and convincing the Chinese government to allow you to continue to sell Teslas or iPhones within China. Yeah, and Apple and Tesla are sort of the biggest examples, right, that come to mind when we think about China being an opportunity, but also eventually a liability, or maybe always a liability, because you never know what the government there is going to do. But it comes at a time when other American companies are having trouble operating in China, from SD Lauder to Yum China. So this could serve as a cautionary tale as we move through earnings season and sort of judge what consumption looks like. I think it it reminds me also of the streaming the the streaming platforms, right? A company like Disney, where with one hand you need to try to invest in something like Disney Plus, and you have to try to think to the future: what is our future business going to look like? Okay, it's going to be direct to consumer. It's going to be you know it's it's going to be these platforms this this uh, owning the relationship with the customer, right? So that's what it's trying to do on the one hand. But on the you know on the other hand, it can't abandon its previous business. It needs to you know further strength strengthen its theme parks. It needs to you know, still ABC and ESPN have to, you know, have to operate and, and produce cash flow that fund the other bets. So it's like Apple needs to do both of these things, you know, uh, uh, walk while it chews gum. It needs to both diversify away from China and it needs to deepen its China relationship at the exact same time. Not unlike what we're doing right here, Gilbert. We do TV in the morning, pod right. in the afternoon. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about thinking to the flywheel. future while Eating the core, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, this you know, tech check, we like to say we're now a flywheel. So all of this discussion that we've been having about Apple and China, you can get a really great in-depth view of this landscape on our tech check weekly, <clears throat> which is um Apple's problems in China. We look at the compromise, we look at everything from what happened with John Stewart to Terry Go to what happens next. And of course, we'll be following earnings tonight. So tune in tomorrow. We'll be breaking that down as well as some more fun stuff on the AV race, Cruise versus Waymo. See you then. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com.